Hello, listeners, and welcome to Heavenly Interventions, the podcast. My name is Belma Vardy, and it's good to be back with you again. Today, we will hear a teaching done in an online conference organized by friends of mine, Georgian and Winnie Banoff. They have a ministry called Global Celebration School of Supernatural Ministry, or as we sometimes say, GCSSM. I was delighted to share in this special online conference with Georgian and Winnie and some of their ministry partners. The topic given for us to speak on, Revival Intercession. You will hear me share some stories where the Holy Spirit invaded different situations in the most delightful ways. So, my friends, enjoy this next half hour as we journey with God and with one another to hear some of the wonderful things God has done. Let's go to the conference now where Susie is just introducing me. Well, it's been so good so far. We're just very, very blessed today. And I especially am very blessed right now because I have the honor of introducing a dear friend of mine that I made when the Toronto Blessing was going on many years ago. We met and I was very honored. I felt honored to meet this amazing woman because she was so much part of this Toronto blessing that took place that many of you have heard about and known about. I was going to the, the um, Toronto, all of their, their conferences, and one of the times I met her up front and she introduced herself to me. She found out that I was uh, the coordinator of Georgian and Winnie's corporate intercession, and she said, I want to join that. So she's been uh, a part of the Global Celebration Intercessory Prayer Team for many years. We would see each other often at conferences, but then a period of time faded away and we weren't seeing each other really anymore until last year. And God brought us back together in this amazing time online. And our relationship has grown even deeper, even dearer. And not only is she a dear friend, she is an amazing amazing prayer partner. So I'm so thankful that the Lord brought us back together. When she was in Toronto, she, of course, she still is in Ontario, Canada. It's where she lives. And she uh, has her own ministry called a Celebration of Dance. Uh, when she was at the Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship, as it was known, now the Catch the Fire Toronto, uh, she was on their ministry team and also did worship on worship teams up there during conferences. She also taught at conferences. She also hosted the Catch the Fire television and radio programs. She is still today on their intercessory prayer team, but we have also had the blessing of having her in our prayer meetings as well. So we've had amazing double dose of blessing there with Belma Vardy. She um, has traveled around the world for years and years inspiring many people to discover the intimacy with God through creative prayer movement and worship 
dance. How important is worship dance in intercession as well? We thank you, Lord, for that. You know, since 1995, this is a really big deal. She has been blessed to work with leaders and elders of the Inuit and the Métis and the First Nation Native American communities in Canada to minister um, the freedom through the artistic expression of their Native cultures. And you know, if you know anything about the, um, that the Native American Indian cultures, you know that they are very particular about who they let in. And Belma has been not just let in to minister to them, she has become family to them. And um, she has, if you want to know more about her life, she grew up in Germany um, before the wall fell down. She was part of the wall going up and she was there the day that it fell down. She understands Georgian's feelings about the um, communist regime over there. But if you want to learn more about her, she has an amazing book, which I highly recommend. I was blessed to be able to get a copy of that this, this year, read it and read it again. It is called Because God Was There. So you can find this on Amazon, but I'm sure she may tell you more today um, about her uh, book and about her ministry. Velma, I love you so much. And like I said, it is such an honor to, to introduce you today, Velma Vardy. Oh, Susie, thank you so much. What an intro. Bless you. Um, before I start, I just want to say Georgian and Winnie. I love you guys so much. And it was such a joy to meet you back in Toronto in 1994. But I was praying for you this morning and this scripture came to me. God, Georgian, God arms you and Winnie with strength and he makes your way perfect. He makes you as sure-footed as a deer, enabling you to stand on mountain heights. He trains your hands for battle. He strengthens your arms to draw a bronzed bow. And then this scripture came to me, and this is so you guys, light shines on the godly and joy on those whose hearts are right. The Lord has done great things for us through you, and we are filled with his joy. And it is a, a, an honor and a privilege to have been a part of this ministry because you carry the glory and the joy of the Lord, not only to us, but through the whole world. And we are so grateful. So we thank you and we bless you and we love you. Thank so, you so much. Oh, thanks for being part of our school community. We absolutely love having you. Love it. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And today I'm going to share two stories with you. It's about the fruit that comes from revival intercession. And then I'm gonna be praying with you. So I have found that revival intercession can look totally different than how we envisioned it. Because it's about sacrificing. It's about laying down. It's about praying Jesus, not my will, but thy will. And for us to be open and flexible to allow God to take it in a direction that he wants to take it in because his ways are higher than our ways. I was going on a trip to a First Nations community and this particular place was in deep dep depression. And we were interceding and we were praying 
for a release of freedom and joy for that village. Now, I had my own thoughts what this could look like, but God, God had a different idea. Well, I was in a store, I was purchasing something, and the clerk asked me about my upcoming trip, so I shared a bit. Once back in my car, I see another lady. She's running out of the store and she's looking around frantically in both directions. So I jumped out of my car and I said, can I help you? Are you looking for someone? And she yells out, there you are. She says, I've been looking for you. I work for a gum company and I have a van full of gum and I would like to donate it to you to take on your next trip to the reservation. Will you take it? Yes, I said, and we loaded up my car. Once at the reservation, while I was speaking, they passed around baskets filled with gum for the people to help themselves. This particular village had never had gum and they started chewing it and they discovered that they could blow bubbles and all of a sudden somebody popped a bubble and the laughter broke out, hysterical laughter. They were laughing so hard that they were rolling on the floor. They fell on each other. And I had the privilege of watching the joy being restored to a village that was in depression. This gum incident set the tone for the whole two weeks I was there. The walls came down, depression lifted, and those people were so open to receive what God had for them. The joy and freedom of God crashed into that village and brought revival. Oh, the mysteries of the Holy Spirit. What a different perspective for a breakthrough. When we say yes, Lord, and we yield to his ways, we never know where this is going to end up and what God will do with it. You know, I always think of every situation in life is a reason for the call of intercession because intercession is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of intimacy, a lifestyle of worship, abiding in his presence 24 seven. I had an invite from a church to come and teach their group of children about worship dance. And my idea was to have loud music, flags, balloons, streamers. But God clearly spoke to me and said, I want you to teach them about prayer. So in class, I asked the children, how many of you have hurts in your heart today? And every hand went up. I said, we are going to release those hurts in movement, which took less than one minute after which every child had tears rolling down their face. And I said, what happened? One child said, I was down like this. And she said, I felt something on both of my hands. So I peeked and I saw Jesus's feet on both of my hands and something came out of his feet and went through my whole body. And now I feel all better. Another child piped up. She says, I saw Jesus coming from that corner. I gave him my heart. He had a big knife in his hands and he cut out all the pain and he gave my heart back to me. And now I have no pain. 
And another child said, well, he came to me with a big scrub brush and he scrubbed my heart clean. Oh, but he came to me with a blanket of peace. And now I have peace all the way through from the inside out. I stood there speechless. I had not seen Jesus, but as all 38 children gave their testimonies, I had a vision of Jesus walking among them, laying his hands on every one of them, meeting them where they were at and blessing them. Jesus had walked among us. And now all these children wanted to do was worship him. Worship is our response of awe and love to God for all that he is and for all that he has done. The next week, the parents wanted to know, what happened last week in the class? My child's behavior has changed. Johnny cleans up his room. He picks up his socks. He talks to Jesus. My daughter, Caitlin, she sits on the bed and she talks to Jesus all day. Becky spends hours reading her Bible and talking to Jesus. I found out what the children were doing when talking to Jesus is they were praying. Those children had had an encounter with the living God and what happened in class spilled over into their home life. There was a heart transformation and good fruit had come out of that experience. In the second class, we all sat in a circle. And as I started reading the scripture, one by one, the children spontaneously got up, spread up, out all over the room. And I watched them lift their faces to heaven. And then they all started raising their arms and spontaneously reaching upwards with their hands. It was quiet. There was no music playing. And within minutes, I was surrounded by children oblivious to anyone else in the room. And I thought to myself, this is a picture of heaven. It looked like worship in a holy atmosphere. Worship in the courts of heaven. And I watched Psalm 22.3 come alive in front of me. It says, God inhabits the praises of his people. Afterwards, the children shared what had happened. And you know what? It turns out they all heard the same song from heaven. And as they heard that heavenly song, they got this desire to lift up to the Lord their families and their church and pray for them that they would also experience that same deep, intimate encounter that they had had in class with the Lord. Praying from the courts of heaven. They were doing intercession from a holy place in the quietness and out of the intimacy with a holy God. A number of weeks ago, Reverend Lonnie Longley mentioned can we divorce intercession from worship? No, it's in union with Christ. It's in us. We become it. Psalm 141.2, let my prayers be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Romans 6.13, hands are instruments of war. 
instruments of righteousness unto God. The word instruments here means arms or weapons. When we lift our hands unto the Lord, we need to realize they are weapons that will bring deliverance to God's people and drive back the enemy. Psalm 144.1, blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Well, now the pastor got wind of what was going on and he asked if we would do a 20 minute program for the church on a Sunday morning. There was such a hunger and excitement and anticipation among the people. And as we ended the program that Sunday morning, the children were down on their knees with their faces down before the Lord. And there was a holy hush. And then came a spontaneous outburst, came from the congregation. It started with the men who one by one stood up tears rolling down their face and they shared how this had deeply impacted them in such a way where they were now hungry to experience what the children experienced and they wanted men workshops and women workshops and youth workshops this worship intercession had spilled onto the congregation and this church went into revival it is no small statement in isaiah 11.6, a small child shall lead them. Children, when released and used, are little dynamic instruments in the hands of the most powerful God. And these children got in touch with their spirit and connected with the spirit of the living God. And out of that intimate relationship with their creator, they gave this expression of love back to him called worship intercession, a place to be in union with him. In both of these stories, I would not have known how to bring in revival. However, when I did not control it, but follow God's lead, he surprised me and I got to be a part of it. Psalm 62, 8, trust in him at all times. Oh, people, pour out your heart before him. Every day I come before the Lord and I do this exercise, which I'd like to share with you right now. I want to ask you, what is it that you are carrying today that you would like to release to the Lord? whether it be a situation or a person or a burden or family members or maybe a gift or a ministry, but whatever it may be, let's do this action together. Think about what you want to release to God and I want you to see it right now in your hands. This is what symbolizes what's in your heart. Let's just lift it up and let's open up our hands and give it to God. Give it, give it, give it to God. Let go and let God allow him to cleanse you 
from anything that you're carrying because the Lord wants to give you more. He wants you to be in a place to receive more. God has more for you than what you are currently experiencing. Allow him to lavish you with his love. Let him fill you with the love of our heavenly father. And I let him bless you with more of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Allow him to wash over you and through you with his cleansing blood. And Father, we choose to let go of these things. We choose to say yes. We choose to allow your river of refreshment to wash over us and through us. Fresh healing waters from the throne of God. Holy Spirit, come and fill us to overflowing. Crash upon our hearts like a waterfall. Continue to soak every dry place with the anointing of your oil. Rivers of oil from your throne. Saturate us. Bathe us in the light of your glory. Let us all drink of your presence in a rich, fresh way today as we cradle ourselves in your holy arms. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus, our Savior and our Lord, our lover, our redeemer, our best friend, our miracle worker. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, Belma, that was so incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that wealth of insight and the impartation of your prayer was incredible. And I'm just watching online on Facebook. They're absolutely loving this session. And uh, Sonia says, hallelujah. Kayleen from Niagara Falls, God bless you. Isabel is on here watching. Jesus did it once and for all and for good. Amen, Isabel. Hey, Sonia. I, I just love looking at the comments of everybody tuning in. So does any of the other speakers have anything you can wave at me? Uh, ending prayer, declaration, or anything like that. Um, you don't have to call anyone out by name. But if you have something, just wave at me and I'll lead into you. Go ahead, Lonnie. Share what you have for the, the audience today. I don't use this word very often, but today there has been a great impartation in the spirit to us all. And we are so grateful to the Lord. And we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We say in the words of Jesus's mother, <laughs> be it done unto us in accordance with your word. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We praise you and bless you, Jesus. And in your name, we praise and bless every single one of the prophetic intercessors who are arising in the glory and in the fire of God. We love you. Amen. Wow, Lonnie, that was so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing. Wow. I just see angels being released um, for protection, for provision. I see healings breaking out. And there's such a unity, you know, there's such a unity. When, when there's unity in prayer, 
it's such an exponential thing that happens and what God releases. He's, he looks for that. He looks for hearts connected and uh, with, with, with each other and with him. And when that happens, heaven is just pouring out over us. And that's what you're receiving of, as Lonnie was saying, the impartation. You're receiving a spiritual impartation. Paul talked about that as well. So, um, uh, Belma, do you have any last uh, prayer you want to speak over? And then I'll close out. Go for it. So what I kept hearing throughout all the speakers is how holy our God is. He's so holy and so worthy to be praised. So I just want to pray, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. You are so worthy to be praised. And we worship you and we thank you that you are perfect and you are lovely and you are pure because the beauty of your holiness is so awesome beyond words. And we thank you, Father, for wanting to impart your holiness to us. As we walk in holiness, we can be so attuned to heaven, to hear your heart, to hear your heartbeat, to hear your words, to hear your direction. And so we receive that holiness. We recognize that all we have is from you. And everything we have is yours. And we surrender it all for your glory and your fame. Holy, holy God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much, Belma. Wow, wow, wow. This has been so good today. I'm so encouraged. And to my listeners, I hope this has been encouraging for you as well. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today here at our Heavenly Interventions podcast. Isn't it amazing when God interjects, it's always a surprise as to the outcome. I've learned over the years, God already has a plan and it's our job to wait on him. And as his plan begins to unfold, to just run with it. You've just heard stories where God interjected and situations turned out totally different to what I may have envisioned. Because God's thoughts are higher than ours. His ways are always different and so much better than we could have ever imagined. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do and He will establish your plans. Precious listeners, this marks the end of our show today. Until we meet again, God bless you in all you put your hand to for Him.